Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushwood and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for November 13th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips, as you know. We reject revolution, stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time for Friday. And I'll tell you what else, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday the 13th. Dang glad we're not superstitious, huh? Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're doing absolutely fantastic. Yesterday's quick recap. We had our guest on Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com. We talked about Honest Money Report, gold at eighteen seventy four sixty, silver $24.25. Both of them are, quote, down uh, down compared to the dollar, I guess. They want you to believe the dollar is strong. Uh, but if you believe the dollar is strong, then my question is, why does it take, you know, why does it still take $24.25 of fiat money to buy one silver eagle silver dollar? So, you know, I guess it's, uh, what, dollar strong, but just not quite strong enough? Is that how the lie goes? President Donald Trump has made baseless and repeated false claims accusing the Democrats of stealing the election. As officials tally more votes for Joe Biden, there is no evidence of any substantive fraud. Believe it or not, that's USA Today money. But ladies and gentlemen, how they lie and the lies are even getting what, more egregious, stronger, more in your face, more belligerent, more dishonest? Yeah, they found more than 100 briefcases, nearly 200 boxes of thousands of ballots, uncounted votes that have surfaced in Puerto Rico, surfaced in Puerto Rico a week after the voting. They say it'll affect local races, but don't you worry, it won't affect the presidential race. No fraud going on, don't you know? Now, the Georgia Secretary of State basically said, got to do a recount so close And here's what he said that I find very interesting about his wording. He said, we need a hand tally of every single lawfully cast legal ballot. Wonder why he's saying that. Boy, is he right. Biden lied, though. Debate flashback. Biden pledged in the first presidential debate, we played the soundbite yesterday, that he would not declare victory until... The election was independently certified. It has not been done. He's already declared victory. What a shame on Joe. Katy Perry, believe it or not, calls for reconciliation with Trump supporters. I say amen to that, but left liberal folks are going berserk on Katy over that. Truckers are threatening a nationwide strike, ladies and gentlemen, for Make America Great Again. Now, just imagine in the virus and all the different problems we're facing right now just imagine if the truckers go on strike folks it will be horrible write it down donald trump they say plans make america great again channel to take on and shut down fox news we might as well get that done fox has shown its true colors that is for sure ticket master listen carefully to my phrase right now 
Ticketmaster will be requiring a negative coronavirus test or proof of a COVID-19 vaccine for concert goers. That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live. Hour two yesterday, we had our guest on Andy Mangione. He's vice president of the Association of Mature American Citizens, AMAC. And we talked about a clarion call to Americans. We talked about 11-11jesus.com. We are calling Christians nationwide and worldwide to everywhere. Stand for the Savior Jesus Christ. To acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord of our land. That we are one nation under God. Anyway, great stuff. 11-11jesus.com. We also talked about President Trump's proclamation on Veterans Day 2020. He doesn't get credit for his good deeds, but he did a great job there. And he's been backing veterans for four years. AMAC statement, by the way, on election legal challenges. They want to stand up for due process of law. Amen to that. By the way, there's even a petition out about that now. I signed the petition. Highly recommend you do as well. AMAC.us. Choose polls. Take the poll, and then there's a button for the petition right there. We also talked about Brent Bozell. Where do we know him? Parents Television Council is where I first learned about good old Brent doing a great job. But Brent Bozell survey shows that 4.6% of Democrats would not have voted for Joe Biden, or for Democrats for that matter, if they knew about the Hunter Biden story. But again, that's why he who owns the media makes the rules. The press is just too powerful, folks. We also talked about the Better for America podcast presented by AMAC, doing a great job there. They're going to get a podcasting for seniors. That's phenomenal. We also talked about the 20 reasons that the election 2020 is far from over. All right, that's the recap of yesterday's broadcast, available online at Liberty or LovingLiberty.net. LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Without further ado, Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. The former sheriff, Richard Mack, the good sheriff, is with us. Um, he's going to be with us for two hours. I hate to say to the republic, they're so lawless, even the good sheriff can't uphold the law. Can you, sheriff? Uh, negative, but uh, thanks for having me, Sam. <laughs> they're just too lawless, aren't they? Yeah, it uh, it appears so. Uh, the, the The swamp is too big. For me or Trump. All right. Well, they talked about vaccines at the top of the hour. They said the jab's coming to you and me. And in Utah, they have an article, the jab's coming everywhere to everybody. And and uh, the debate's on about will they force us to take the jab or not. But I just highlighted Ticketmaster, one of the first ones to come out of the gate, saying, hey, you're going to have to have a, a, a negative uh, COVID-19 test within like one or two or three days of, of when you want to go to the concert. Or you're going to have to have proof of a COVID vaccine certificate. They're kicking it off tyrannically, sir. Well, Sam, um, there's good news with that. And and I'm being serious. No sarcasm at all on that. The good news is they're letting you uh, go in without having a vaccination. Uh, That's really good news. If that's the case, uh, I will go get me a negative test. Uh, believe me, I'll find and I'll get a negative test. 
I agree uh, that that's good news temporarily, but at first what they say is they say, oh, you know, you don't really have to buckle your seatbelt. It's a good idea. And then they say, hey, buckle your seatbelt, and if you don't, we're not going to really pull you over for it. But if you're stopped for any other reason, we're going to go ahead and, you know, and now they blatantly say, hey, ticket, or click it or ticket, buddy. And so, uh, you know what, they're driving the Mack truck down the road, and you got a little loophole now, but how long will that last? Yeah, I agree with that. It's uh, you know that's uh, how they do a lot of things. It's incremental Fabianism, and uh, so yes, uh, as long as as long as they're allowing that part. Well, I take that back. Sam. None of this is good news. I guess if comparatively speaking, if you can have a negative test, but we all know it's very difficult to get a negative test, and and uh, you know football at least. College football is surviving. NFL, who knows? But um, it, it, it it's just really hard to keep up with these people. And now they want to shut down again. Why don't they admit that the mask and what we've been doing has failed? Because then they'd have to uh, jettison their tyrannical efforts and allow some freedom, sir. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to do that. Exactly. All right. Well, you got an interesting idea about vaccinations here. Uh, you emailed this to me last night. <laughs> <laughs> this idea about how we can deal with the vaccines, you know, we want to make sure they're all safe and effective, and they're testing them right now. They're about to come out and declare them safe and effective. These are the same people that declare that the election, there's no tampering. So, Yeah, well, uh, a lady by the name of Monica Wisniewska, uh, the last name, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm pretty close there, Wisniewska, who I've never heard of before, is a, poly, a Polish or a Polish, Polish, thank you. Polish author, and uh, I, I, I guess she's an immigrant. I tried to get more information off, off the internet and didn't get too much, but her email uh, is going viral, uh, and this did come up after somebody sent me uh, her her uh, quote, and it, it's called the best quote in recent times. I call it the best. Uh, COVID-19 quote ever uh, and <coughs> and she said this the back <coughs> I'm going to have to get a drink yeah there. man the COVID kicking sure, in Matt got hit <laughs> you're going to have to read that alright we'll go ahead and do that while Richard Matt coughs his guts out I got the quote ladies and gentlemen <laughs> I just didn't want to steal his thunder because it was such a great quote. I wanted him to be able to deliver that page. And uh, we cover quite well for the good sheriff. We'll meet him for just a second. Here's the quote. The vaccine should be tested on politicians first. If they survive, the vaccine is safe. If they don't, then the country is safe. Kurt? It was very good, Sam. Yeah, How do you like um, that quote? Yeah, I uh, I think there's probably a bill in Congress to uh, make that um, happen. <laughs> um, you know, going on real quick. Probably presented by Schumer. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Quick pause. We'll be right back in seconds. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. The good sheriff, Kirk Crosby, and yours truly on your radio. Loving Liberty. Net.
Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, let me reiterate this quote because it was so good, ladies and gentlemen. This is a really good quote. All right? Monica Wisniewska has the quote. I don't know where she came up with this, but I, don't, uh, I wish I thought of it. It was great. The vaccine should be tested on politicians first. If they survive, the vaccine is safe. If they don't, the country's safe. Amen to that reality check, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Uh, really critical stuff, folks, when you think about it. They want to just have all of us take the jam. It's coming to a theater near you. I know we had to rush it to market, but it's safe. We guarantee it. Mm. I don't trust them. All right, Dave, Missouri's on the air. David. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for putting me on the air. Uh, I wanted to mention uh, meds.com. It's kind of one of your book sponsors on your air for Big Q, Little Q, and a few other books. They're going to have a letter-writing campaign to our Supreme Court justice uh, about the election fraud. fraud. So I just uh, I just want to run that by uh, uh, com. We'll have that later on tonight. And they, they, there's kind of a also a updated version. Well, Richard Mack's book, Are You a David? Kind of the, the David answer uh, uh, to re-emphasize the importance of our county sheriffs and to get support and backing for him to stand up uh, to these um, uh, lack of liberty that, that, that's going on. So, so that, that's all I wanted to mention. All right. Thank you, David. Appreciate that. He's spot on on his uh, answer there, mej.com. 
And he that's is telling, David. That's Terry Color Francesco, uh, who is uh, the one involved in that. He's the founder and director of Caritas of Birmingham. Uh, he's a friend of Medjugorje, and that's mej.com if you want to learn more about their uh, campaign. Uh, Terry joins us on the radio quite often. He's been really busy lately, so we haven't had him recently. However, he did publish a short book, Power of Words Bring Down Empires. Um, it started a national movement of prayer and really focusing on uh, wonderful things. He also wrote a book called They Fired the First Shot back in 2012. He uh, has a new book out, Has Satan Pulled Another One on You? So Terry uh, does a great job, good friend of Richard's. So there's my response. I support the letter-writing campaign uh, completely. Sheriff, do you want to chime in on that one? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, I, In fact, I just saw that, too, and I'm going to get my letter off. And, uh, I, you know, I believe in all of this stuff, uh, you know, but I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Barack Obama announced that any questioning – of the vote tally is a is a slap in the face to our democracy. So I've heard him say numerous times on ads on your show that uh, he used the word monkeying around, which is, sounds like a racist comment, but uh, he said there's been monkeying around with the elections on, from both Democrats and Republicans. Now that it's looking like the Democrats have overplayed their hand in uh, subterfuge uh, and sabotaging the election, that uh, now he's not saying that anymore. Uh, so, you know, i got to ask Barack Obama, which one is it, uh, bud? Uh, you know, they do mess around with the elections, or it's a slap in the face to our democracy that you clearly mentioned to everyone uh, when you made the, the uh, public statement about monkeying around with the elections. So uh, I just don't uh, I don't buy any of this. How it uh, completely swayed uh, so suddenly uh, looked like Trump had the election in hand uh, that night uh, when we were on your radio show uh, analyzing the campaign for for three or four or five hours, whatever length it was. It seemed like it went really quick, but uh, uh, I I announced that uh, he was definitely going to win Georgia. And, uh, boy, they, they sure don't know about that. I mean, it just looks so solid, and, and Pennsylvania looks so solid. At that time, Trump was up uh, over 15%. Uh, and, and so, yeah, it was uh, pretty strange. You're right on every count, Sheriff, and I support an honest election without a doubt, and I've worked tires, tirelessly to advocate for an honest election. And I wish we would have one, but I'm submitting to you that the people are so immoral in America today. They're so busy chasing blood and sex and circus and entertainment and food that, you know what, they're not really engaged in the process. The Christians aren't engaged. Uh, and as a result, then we're getting our head handed to us. And we've allowed secret combinations to become above the people. And let me give you the example to make the point. The media has quadrupled down on their fraudulent claims that there's nothing going on. Nothing. Right. They claim that Donald Trump and anybody who supports him uh, has fraudulent claims of election tampering. But I believe that even though there is widespread election fraud, and I've said that from the start, there is, without a doubt. But Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson said it best. He said, you know what? There is vote fraud, but it's not enough to change the game. Sadly, Tucker is right. Well, how does he know? Well, let me tell you how he knows. Because the media 
100% uh, is for promoting fraud and telling everybody nothing's wrong. The government, the swamp, is pretty much ready to say, hey, there's fraud and there's nothing wrong. I mean, there's no fraud and there's nothing wrong here. Donald and a few whacked out supporters just want to be sore losers. And so they've got this narrative. And their narrative is a secret combination of power that is beyond stoppable. And let me explain why it's beyond stoppable. Because the American people don't put their money where their mouth is. They don't fund good media. They don't really research the candidates for election. They don't really care about the integrity of the vote. They want to move on to the next entertainment. They want to move on to the next porn movie. They want to move on to the next whatever the case may be. And if you don't believe me, let me give you the latest from the mainstream press. Our presidential election, that's 2020, is the most secure in history, says security experts at the Department of Homeland Security, Okay, a group of federal, state, and local election officials issued a statement that just came out yesterday, so on Thursday, declaring flatly that the election was the most secure in American history. (laughs) And furthermore, that there is no evidence that any voting systems were compromised. The statement was distributed by the Department of Homeland Security and the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, which is responsible for helping states secure the voting process. (laughs) Biden's lead in the popular vote has expanded to more than 5 million, and he remains on track to win a, quote, solid victory with the popular vote and the Electoral College. The group that issued the statement was the Elections Infrastructure Government Coordinating Council. Now, this group includes top officials from the Cybersecurity Agency, the U.S. Election Assistance Commission, and they say secretaries of states across the country and what they call state election directors from around the country. The group also includes representatives from the voting machines group that say there's no fraud either. Now, the voting machine groups, in my opinion, create a fly in the ointment. But nevertheless, what I'm saying to you is, to a man, with very, very few exceptions, the Democrats are pushing for this. The Republicans are pushing against Trump, or they're silent. So there's very few Republicans that are really standing with Trump. A few of them are silent. The majority are going after um, you know, this idea of saying, hey, the media's right. Uh, you know, Trump's got to concede. Trump's got to admit that it's, that it's Joe Biden, and, you know, presidential-elect Joe Biden, etc. Never mind the fact that the votes have not been certified in any state yet. Never mind that some states have been pushed to a recount. Never mind that there's pending lawsuits. Never mind that the leader of the Justice Department, Mr. William Barr, has said we're going to look into this. Never mind that there's recounts in certain states. None of those things matter. They're all pushing for this, and, and there's really not a single person with a lot of clout or any government agency that has the ability to make any changes uh, who are willing to stand up with President Trump. If no one stands for liberty, sir, tyranny will roll over this country like you cannot imagine. So I admit to you there's flat-out vote fraud. I also admit to you that there is absolutely ample evidence of fraud. 
Okay? I also admit to you that Donald Trump just scored a victory in Pennsylvania case yesterday. Judge rules that top election official lacked authority to extend the ballot deadline. Doesn't matter. Okay? I also get that the counting continues as more fraud is exposed. Doesn't matter. I also realize the decision desk just said North Carolina in Trump's column now. He won. But it doesn't matter. They continue their narrative. Can they be stopped? Question for Richard Mack and Kirk Crosby in seconds. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Trump Thursday referred to an OAN report that said Dominion Voting Systems deleted 2.7 million votes for him in his re-election campaign. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton says Texas turned down using Dominion Voting Systems because after many tests, they determined the systems were unreliable with flaws in the hardware and software. Well, we tested this, I think, three different times uh, from 2012 until more recently, and each time we found system failures, hardware and software, and we discovered that that these systems were subject to different types of unauthorized manipulation and potential fraud. Well, there is a reason that Texas rejected it. We didn't do it arbitrarily. We did it because we knew that these were unreliable systems. We didn't want to trust them. We didn't want to be in the same situation that some of these other states are in now where we're questioning the results. So we clearly believe that this was a problem. The state of Georgia uses Dominion Voting Systems. USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. The man who lost a close Senate race to Senator Lindsey Graham in South Carolina will likely be the next Democratic National Committee chair following an announcement that current chair Tom Perez is not seeking re-election. Jamie Harrison recently said he would give a good look to running for the seat, although he has not officially decided. Over 65,000 truckers are planning to voice their opinions. USA Radio News' John Clements has more. They already did a small-scale dry run on Veterans Day, and now they want to do something bigger over the Thanksgiving Day holiday. Cliff Abbott writes for the trucker 
newspaper. Basically, what they're trying to do is, is just get everybody to not work over that uh, Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Some called for a slow roll on the nation's highways or blocking lanes to get attention. They just want to get attention by shutting down uh, trucks over that holiday in hopes that, you know, America will notice maybe some of the shelves are starting to lose their stock or they can't get gasoline for their cars and they, then they might wake up to the plight of the trucker. That is Cliff Abbott of the Trucker Newspaper. This is John Clemens reporting. USA Radio News. Vice President Biden, final question for you. Will you urge your supporters to stay calm while the vote is counted? And will you pledge not to declare victory until the election is independently certified? Yes. He flat out lied, ladies and gentlemen. Kirk Crosby, you're up. Well, um, thank you, Sam. Um, You know, and uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for participating with us here on the uh, Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show on the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Um, We're joined by uh, Sheriff Richard Mack. uh, And, um, you know, I at least a question I have uh, when I see some of the latest info, uh, Sheriff Mack happens to be a, well, a sheriff, well, I mean, an individual in good standing in the great state of Arizona where I'm hail from um there's a headline out of uh, uh the western journal with the commentary piece says uh, trump dramatically closes gap in arizona half percent away from biden with count ongoing um randy de soto has the piece what do you say of that sheriff mack well i'm reading also that it says uh trump cannot win arizona and that biden has it and that they're questioning. That is correct. So it doesn't matter if you win Arizona. Let me explain. Yeah, you can't matter. win Arizona. You got it? Yeah. So it, so what that would say, even if there's a smidgen of voter mistakes or tabulation mistakes or maybe just the slightest problem with the uh, software or the computers that are uh, owned by Nancy Pelosi's husband, even if there were any then they're trying to say that it wouldn't make any difference in the election, even if there were, which none of us know how extensive that is. So that, that's yeah, hold all. on, you'll never know because they have absolute dictatorial control. We've already proven they kicked out the poll watchers, and nobody cares, Sheriff. Yeah, true, and and uh, they're still trying to figure out. And Don and I, the lovely bride, Don Mac. Uh, and I have discussed our voting ever since it happened, and no one has come up with any answers. Uh, and and so how my vote actually – I was questioning it when it happened because of the bleed over of the uh, Sharpie. And then they came out and said, oh, no, we've already tested the Sharpie, and it's fine. There's no Sharpie gate. They were calling it Sharpie gate. And then it, it turned out that the, the guy in charge at our polling place in West Phoenix said – uh, oh, no, it's it's fine, because I told him, I said, look at this thing. It's all bleeding over. How are they going to tell which which mark is for which candidate? And he goes, oh, no, let me see. So he put it in there, uh, and it showed a mistake that I voted for. Uh, I voted yes and no on one judge candidate, and I said, is, uh, maybe I need to redo the ballot. He goes, no, it'll it'll still, still accept it. And the name of that person came up, and then it showed a green arrow, and then I read in the uh, a newspaper or on the internet that the Green Arrow meant that uh, it wasn't accepted. And yeah, but it doesn't uh, make any difference. 
Yeah, I know. I know. So why, why do we this. care? You're, you don't matter, Sheriff. Sam well, Bushman, well, you don't matter a bit. Your vote's irrelevant, my friend. You've been sidelined. It's in your face fraud now. And we're just going to lie to you so blatant and tell you the sun's not coming up today, even though it's you know burning your skin and you got a sunburn. We're just going to say the sun's not even out, buddy. What are you talking about? We're just going to lie, 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 and the people don't really seem to care. And and this is this is uh, also the other thing, Sam. Uh, I have worked on committees. Uh, one was with uh, Oh Freedom Spini, Ernie Hancock. Uh, one was with Ernie and another group of people there, and then I worked on another one in Utah, and it was all it was all about. Look, we want to verify votes, and it's real easy. All you have to do is have each state recount by hand what Georgia is doing completely unilaterally now, uh, universally. I should probably say. All throughout the entire state, they are going to recount every vote by hand. All we said to verify the vote is recount by hand 1% in every precinct. Just have the, the people. That's a great afterwards. idea, but let me explain the problem. You can't do but, that well, now. Wait, that... wait, 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 wait. Yeah? Well, do you get Who fought us on that? Who refused to do it, Sam? The Republicans. Yeah. The Republicans. That the only reason they're mad right now, and I mentioned this yesterday, is because they weren't allowed to be involved in the fraud. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now let me explain. Yeah. The reason you can't even count one percent of every precinct, like you're saying, it's a great idea, by the way. But oh yeah. It, the sure. reason that you can't do it is because they've already discarded the envelopes for all the mail-in ballots, and you can't even verify whose it is, much less if it's accurate or real or legitimate. True. So you can't even count. You can't even recount. I appreciate the governor or whoever of Georgia saying. Or, you know, we're going to do this, but you know what? It can't be done honestly because you don't know. Once you discard the envelope, how do you know whose ballot it is? Yeah, well, that's it, that's another thing that we were suggesting. Well, and that's part of the vote fraud that Donald Trump's making the You're, point of, and he's absolutely right. See, we were pushing paper ballots the whole time also and saying your name should be on the ballot, okay? You print your name on the ballot. You sign the ballot, and there's a paper trail, just as you were alluding to, that doesn't exist today. Yeah, but there's if you a paper did that, trail back to you. If you did that, you couldn't commit vote fraud. See, you're missing the very core. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, See, if you point. did what you want to do, the reason we're going to tell you no is because we can't commit vote fraud when you do that. Look, we've already admitted we commit vote fraud. The former president of the United States, while he was president, admitted it. Yeah. What more do you want? He says we we do it. The Democrats do it. Everybody does it. It's just the way it is. You don't like it? Go cry in your milk, Sheriff. I don't like milk. Well, too bad then. Cry in your beer. Whatever you want to do, just go away. You're irrelevant. You don't matter. We have such tyrannical control now that we don't even need to hide what we're doing anymore. Just go get your vaccination. And that go, is correct. And shut home. up or you won't even be able to go get a hamburger anymore. <laughs> okay? I know this sounds extreme, but that's... It's not extreme. Kurt, I've asked you a question. Not. Is that where we are? I hate to admit it. But I don't see us being able to overturn this. We've got Matt Staver, a well-known attorney, incredible uh, credibility for decades. Okay, the difference between the 2000 days and now is they're willing to commit fraud openly now. And I don't know who can stop it. What are you going to do? Go to the Supreme Court to stop it? These are the guys that say, even when we have a supermajority from the Republicans on the court now, 
Hey, we're not going to overturn that health care thing. Did yeah. you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear that, Kurt? They're not going to overturn that. They're all in the tank for health care. They're not going to dismantle the law. Yeah. Michael Peruca calls that pretend legislation. Yeah. Of course, you know, pretend legislation is right out of the Declaration of Independence. It is in there. Hey, I thought Michael Peruca made that up. Nope, he did not. Yeah, they say millions could lose health care at the Supreme Court with the Supreme Court. Roberts and, and uh, what's that other guy's name? Alito. Alito has already basically said we're not going to. Oh, Kavanaugh did too, I think. Kavanaugh, yeah, said so we're not going to get that. Supreme Court will decide the fate of the Obamacare health care law. The fate is, they say they're not going against that. Why would they do that? Right? Uh, Kurt, yeah. you want to chime in? Well, uh, I'll give you a little quote from uh, um, Matt Staver, who, uh, you know, I thought was pretty interesting um, at Freedom's uh, uh, or the Liberty Council Action Chairman. Uh, he's been around for quite a few years. He was even uh, um, immensely involved, or whatever you want to say it, with the uh, Al Gore yeah. thing uh, there. And he uh, points yeah, did, out. I was that, just telling uh, you right before this the difference between 2000 and now is that they're willing to blatantly, openly commit fraud. Go ahead. And uh, he points out that um, just like he did back then, he and a number of people went to work. It took uh, like 39 days, something like that, after the election to get things uh, squared away. But uh, they, uh, he felt good about the results there. And he says uh, now, he says, uh, big tech, fake news, and Joe Biden are recklessly doing everything in their power to set our nation up for riots and violence by claiming that the election is over. The election process and ballot counting are still ongoing in the states necessary for either presidential candidate to win. There are more than enough legal issues and allegations to result in the election of President Trump. There are many moving parts and legal challenges that must be documented and litigated all the way to the Supreme Court. This is why we have deployed some of our staff to engage in this fight for the future of America. Already there are 11,000 instances of alleged irregularities and illegal behavior regarding this election, and this number is growing, minute, growing by the minute. More than 500 affidavits have been signed under oath and reviewed by attorneys. Every allegation must be investigated and, where possible, litigated. Anyway, the bottom line is uh, he, as well as a lot of other folks, um, he's right on every count. Working at it, working about it, like it all depends on them, and they're praying like it all depends on God. Yep, and he's right about that. But what he's going to do is depend on the likes of the Supreme Court, the baby killing, Republican-controlled Roe versus Wade court. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. 
As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The calm before the storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm, available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. All right, so I don't trust the Supreme Court. <laughs> Remember. Wow. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the Republicans created the Supreme Court that let Roe prevail. And we've got 60 million murders of the most innocent babies among us on our hands since 73 due to the Republican-controlled Supreme Court at the time. Now you got the Republicans with a supermajority. Sheriff, are they going to do what's right this time? <laughs> no, not, a, not at all. Uh, and, and Sam, th- I think that's probably... Uh, the thing that has been looked over and and totally went unnoticed and unchecked is Biden and Harris and the rest of the Democrats threatening to stack the court. That's a complete and utter admission of of well, of politicizing the courts and making com- sure that it does their corruption. Bidding. Yeah, they're admitting we're corrupt. We're going to stack the deck because we want corrupt justices on there that will do whatever we tell them and that will just follow the the democrat planks and and they're admitting that to the entire world and the american people for the most part are saying no problem put biden hey. in that's fine oh yeah yeah we want biden yeah because he's totally corrupt and yeah we want that you know when you stop and you analyze any of this people go oh yeah huh well no go back yeah go back to your your beer and your your soccer on Saturday with your kids and and don't worry about all this because you know like Jefferson told us just trust government and everything will be fine yeah all right Kirk Cosby I know that uh you don't like to hear this uh and I don't mean to be rude about it but what I'm trying to really do is this I'm trying to get the American people to wake up at some point and decide they're going to fund the media because the new media could take center stage our greater numbers could change this game Kirk if enough Christians and American people got involved and made a difference and did everything within their power to see that we had honest elections, I believe we could have honest elections. I've been working my guts out to promote honest elections. Uh, I was involved in the petition yesterday with AMAC. 
I'm spreading that effort to truly try to get information directly to the people that matter the most that can do something about it. So I'm doing everything within my power. I just see every day that I wake up more and more and more push for uh, Biden to be the president-elect, even though we're not going to wait for certified ballots. We're not going to wait for recounts that are already on the books. We're not going to wait for lawsuits. They're pushing. They say we don't care about any of that. The problem is these people have the levers of government that they can pull in the favor. So there's a guy that that can allow the transfer of power from President Trump to uh, candidate Biden. And he can uh, do so with with a pen. All right. Now, right now, he's not doing it. He's saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. But there's more and more pressure being put on him to say, hey, let Biden be part of the, quote, security briefings. Let Biden have access to top security information and clearance and let Biden. And as soon as that guy does that, and he's talking about doing that this Friday, as soon as that guy does that, it'll be almost impossible for Biden and the swamp monster to be stopped because they'll have access to the top of the highest echelons of our security apparatus. Okay, we're in serious trouble. But the American people don't seem to really be very mad about it. You know, they seem to just be like, "Mm, let's just watch this play out. I don't trust the Supreme Court. They're the ones that created the baby-killing agenda that we've had for the last 40 years. I don't believe the Republicans being uh, put on the court uh, really are going to make that much difference. They're going to continue the government health care, and they're going to say, hey, President Trump, we just don't want to. I mean, it's too political. Why would the Supreme Court go against Biden? Why would the Electoral College at this point go against Biden if they claim he's got 500 or 5 million plus lead ballot, uh, you know, popular vote ballot? Then if any delegate from the Electoral College goes against that, then they're just going to sue the Electoral College and try to shut it out of existence. These thugs are going by hook and by crook, and there's not enough of us willing to stand up and even educate the people about the problems, much less take action regarding the problems. I pray that I'm wrong, but I think Terry... uh, uh, Chelika, or how do you say his last name again? I always get tripped up on his last name. Kurt? Who are you talking about, Something Sam? Francisco. Oh, Francisco. Terry Francisco. Yeah. From uh, Caritas? T- yeah. So he wrote uh, uh, an open letter, if you will, or kind of a, a, a statement that I think uh, Kurt wants to highlight that I really think is relevant here. Kurt? Well, um, he uh, basically said this. Um, uh, he says, uh, those of you bishops in the U.S. Bishops Conference praising Biden as the second Catholic president are nursing from the breast of the devil. You are drinking the devil's milk. Biden is not a Catholic. Biden is self-excommunicated. You are accountable to officiate it. Biden has publicly stated he is pro-abortion, pro-LGBT abomination, you U.S. bishops align yourself with Planned Parenthood being you both are gleeful. Biden has been named president-elect. It is time to quit being cowards. Good bishops are complicit in their silence. Bishops can no longer be united in the conference. You must man up and divide into two bishops of the light versus bishops of the dark. The bishops' conference is denying Christ, his teachings, and doctrine church doctrine bishops divide for unity um do you think that i have come to bring peace to the earth no i tell you but rather division that's a quote from jesus christ and that's the end of his statement you want to respond to that sheriff 
Yeah, I've seen some of that. I don't think I saw that extensive, but uh, yeah, I don't think that's any uh, big news that that uh, Biden really isn't a religious person, uh, because first of all, he wouldn't remember from one day to the next if he was religious the day before. So uh, I, I actually saw another article this morning that uh, people are saying what I've been saying. Uh, they didn't call it Parkinson's. They just said he's in stage four of dementia, which is definitely a sign of Parkinson's. And uh, so, I, I, you know, I'll say this. Yeah, but the nation's okay. Hold on. The nation's okay with that, too. Yeah, I know. They are. They bought, they've, they've totally bought into that. doesn't matter. Oh, it was a... Uh, a little stuttering problem he had when he was younger, and it just manifests itself sometimes. Yeah, the, the other the other problem with this is, hey, the mainstream press has literally helped Biden hide how bad it really is. Oh yeah, uh, the whole time to the point where the American people probably don't really even realize how bad it is, so they can't make an appropriate uh, determination as to the problem. But again, yeah. we go back to the same thing: the swamp in bed with the media has so much control. To where I don't see how Biden won't be the president. I wish that I were wrong, but I'm honest enough to see, hey, you can't solve the problems with an immoral people. Okay? Yeah. I mean, the founding fathers said that was impossible. Do we believe we're a moral enough people to have the truth upheld? What do you think, Sheriff? Um, I, I think the statistics are against us on that uh i think uh it, all you have to do is look at how many people are crawling when government says to crawl you crawl when government says to wear a mask you wear a mask when government tells you to shut down you shut down when government tells you to have church uh, according to government they do it when they tell you to stop having church we do it and and so you know the constitution doesn't apply as a matter of fact you take the constitution to the American people and put it up for election, it will lose drastically. And it will because the mainstream press and the swamp have literally, and the government schools have literally indoctrinated the people to the socialist view so much so uh, that I don't believe that uh, freedom would stand a chance in the court of public opinion in modern day. No. By the way, Costco just updated its mask policy. They used to say everybody's got to wear a mask, but if you have a medical exemption, no problem. Now they say... Costco updates mask policy, removes medical exemption. Right. There you have it. So, hey, um, and you could say, well, they have a private business. They can do what they want. I agree. The problem is government is the one that's uh, literally uh, almost dictating policy. They're leaving it up to businesses. But what they do is they get these big businesses to jump on board for fear of retribution. Then the small businesses die on the vine uh, because they can't compete or stay alive. Okay. And, and now you got a, a, a scenario going on there. So what's next? Ticketmaster wants proof of a test or vaccine. Costco says you better wear a mask. Where are we going to next as they continue to lock down? The more we find the virus isn't as deadly as they say, the more tyrannically they crank up or ratchet up uh, the effort. It's a sad tale, and I wish it were different. You know, uh, the Book of Mormon and Another Testament of Jesus Christ is a book that I read often. And even if you're not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I would recommend you read that book. It's one of the greatest handbooks for freedom ever written. But the reason that I bring this up is there's a gentleman by the name of Mormon. 
And he's a leader, and he leads the armies, and he led the armies uh, win after win after win, and the people became wicked and immoral, and, and eventually he says to himself, you know what? I lead them without faith. I don't have any confidence that they can win or that they can protect themselves because they're so wicked, they're so evil. And I'm kind of in the position where Mormon is right now where I say, you know what? I do my very best to advocate for honesty and integrity in elections. I will continue to work for that. But I do so to some degree without faith, without hope, because the people don't, aren't, aren't deserving of it. Okay, the Christian 11-11-Jesus.com people just had a prayer vigil a couple days ago. How many people attended it, do you think? Hard to say. It was online. It was all across the country. How many even knew about it, do you think? I bet you out of the three of us, did you watch it, Sheriff? No, I didn't. Did you watch it, Kurt? I prayed during that time. That's wonderful. Like it said. But I didn't ask you if you prayed, although that's great that you did. Did you watch it? Well, you know, I mean, uh, you didn't watch it either, Sam. You're a blind person, so you can't do that. Hold on. I listened to it, So the bottom line is... The bottom line is it's not necessary that you do it exactly at that time. And if you want to, you know, have this battle on the air. Hold on, hold on. There's not a battle. There's not a battle. We're merely pointing out, okay, there's not a battle, Kurt. Okay, you can say whatever you want to. What What I'm saying is I don't believe the American people are deserving of the proper role of government. Let me tell you three words, Sodom and Gomorrah. What about them? What about it? Tell us a story about Sodom and Gomorrah, Sam. Well, Sodom and Gomorrah was so evil, they basically tried to rape the angels of God, and so the Lord told the righteous people to leave, and the city was destroyed. Do you want a longer version than that? Yeah, I think you need to add some details, okay? Well, go ahead and uh, add the details, because was... I'm not sure what detail you're looking for, but that's what I would say. The city got destroyed for their wickedness, Kurt. Yeah, but you're forgetting the fact that, you know, I'm merely saying we might not get a... the president that Kurt wants. Because of the wickedness of the people. Not that it'll completely be destroyed. Go, go ahead. Tell us the, the details of the story. I'm not sure which details you're looking for. Lot was let out and his wife got turned into a pillar of salt part. That's all the details you know about. I wouldn't say that's all the details I know about. I'm just not sure which ones you're looking for. Hey, Richard, do you want to tell me the details that Kurt's looking for? Um, so I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. Is he trying to bring up the... Homosexual part? No, I'm talking about how the Lord, with a few good people, said he would have held off. Now, I can find those in Sodom and Gomorrah, but I think in America you can find those. All right, let's come back and talk about that in detail. Let's talk about that in detail. Let's do it. Liberty Roundtable Live, hour one in the can. Kurt thinks it's a war on the radio. I think we're merely expressing where we think we stand and what the future holds. I don't think it's a debate or a war, an argument. It's an opinion expressing. Kurt's free to express his opinions. He'll get to it in seconds. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm waiting for Kirk Crosby to jump back in. You there with me, Sheriff? I'm here. I'll jump back into what, Sam? You want to respond to that, uh, Richard? I think we set it up at the end of the last hour pretty good. Yeah, I think we're. Uh, I think you wanted to make the comparison about Abraham saying we'd just spare Sodom and Gomorrah if he could find 50 people, then 40. Then I thought that's yeah, what that's you were exactly referring. right. So Liberty Roundtable Live, hour two. It is a freedom loving, fantastic Friday, November 13th, 2020. And I last hour made the point that I'm a little concerned that the people have become so immoral that I'm afraid we won't have an honest election, and Joe Biden will take over. And I hope that's not true, but I don't trust the baby-killing courts. The Republican courts had control. And that gave us Roe versus Wade, or Roe, if you will. And so I'm expressing my concern that now I don't know if we have enough moral people to see honesty in our elections. It's my concern. I'm working my guts out to uh, encourage the people to embrace honesty, to not turn over the election to Biden, to stand for Trump, and to stand for uh, the best chance we have, I believe, to bring uh, morality to the presidency to the great degree. Is President Trump perfect? No. But I believe he uh, does honor the Constitution in many, many, many cases, much more than Joe Biden would be. Uh, so with that, then Kurt felt like we had a war on the air. And uh, so he brought up Sodom and Gomorrah and wanted me to tell the story. And I said, hey, it was destroyed. And he said, well, you know, what about the rest of the details? And I'm not sure what details he wants. Uh, but Kurt basically said, hey, I want to talk about the details of the Lord said uh, that, hey, you know what? If there is a few righteous people in the nation or in their country at the time, whatever you want to call it, that they would he would preserve the country. Uh, the story really continues, though, and they couldn't find enough righteous people and it was absolutely destroyed by fire. Kurt? So the question would be, um, do you think with the uh, thing that you brought up about um, you know, the people praying in America and all that kind of stuff. Do you think there's still a remnant of good people in America enough that God will preserve it and a reason for him to step in and be part of this system? And I'd prefer you not to answer that, but I think you could ask or, you know, ask, kind of think about the answer. Then I will get, I would like to present to you some other instances in life or in history that we could look at and say well you know there's a kind of a track record that doesn't really prove that when everything looks really bad that it has to go that way uh, for example the red sea is another one i will present then i would say the founding fathers and their opportunity to uh, go against the most powerful uh, nation in the world and to bring a uh, new nation into existence in America. Uh, so I'm going to simply say that I believe it's vital that we do all we can to stand with not only uh, President Trump when he's trying to um, bring the honest and good elections to the uh, forefront, but people like Liberty Council, people like the Epic Times, people like World Net Daily, people like Breitbart Media, people like, and you could go on and on on the list, and I know that, um, like you, I wish there were more, but I am thankful there are those that we're aware of that are fighting to make a difference to bring um, honesty and integrity to the forefront and I believe it's it's very 
weakening and difficult for our um, efforts to work at it in the way you've chosen to do it. And that's why I disagree with that way, Sam. And uh, you know that, but, um, you know, you constantly like to do it. And so that's my piece. Thank you. You want to respond, Sheriff? I was told not to respond and to answer, so go ahead, sir. I think that's an amazing point, uh, especially about the colonists versus England and and how how many times have there been, you know, times where it looked totally bleak and totally impossible for victory. Um, But I don't think that's necessarily what uh, Sam's saying, Uh, uh, maybe alluding to some of that uh, regarding uh, how the the American people no longer uh, want to pursue freedom and liberty and constitution. And I think that that, uh, Sam brought up the Book of Mormon, and I think that that makes it clean, uh, very clear also, that when the people reject God and that when they reject principles, that uh, there will be destruction. And, and, And I believe that we're in that cycle of behavior, human cycle, the human history, or maybe history might be linear, but human behavior is circular, and we never seem to break the circle. It always just keeps going, you know, abundance and, and prosperity, and then arrogance, and, and then finally we get so lost and, and uh, humbled because of the horrible things that, are, that we've brought on ourselves to ourselves and our families, then we finally get humble and return to God. And, and that seems to be the cycle that we're, we're stuck in. And I think the lessons of, of, the, of the Bible and, in, and the Book of Mormon are lessons of the circular, uh, almost perpetual human behavior. And yeah, I, I would go back to what Sam said earlier, and we've said it before on the show, that what we have done with abortion in this country and in the world, and and how numb we are even to that, and to the value of life, uh, or the lack thereof, uh, is I, I, you know, I know it sounds pretty negative, but I don't think, I don't think uh, we're, we're going to survive that. I don't think we can survive it. The secret combinations that are in charge of this election and and this country and both major parties, I don't think. I don't think it, uh, we can survive that, and and uh, I think also what what uh, Kurt said about, uh, but if there's ten good people left, maybe we can, you know, uh, you know, maybe because I guess that goes kind of both ways that on that, but it. Uh, but I do want to ask one question: yeah. We can what? Yeah, exactly. Because I never said the country was going to be destroyed. I say this nation shall endure. Okay, I never say the country's going to be destroyed. I say, uh, God save the Republic of the United States of America. I trust in God. I don't say that the country's completely going to be destroyed. I just said I think that the, the system is so wicked where we're going to have a little bit of punishment. Joe Biden's going to be president, and we're not going to be happy about it and like it. And the people are going to wake up, and stuff as a result. We're not taking it seriously enough. That's all I've been saying. I, I never said the country was going to be destroyed, and, and we're what going to What greater Sodom punishment could we have than Biden being president? Well, it would certainly be a wake-up call, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, but, I, but I'm not saying the country's going to be destroyed, that we're going to Sodom and Gomorrah and get burned by fire. And I agree with Kurt 100% on all the points that he's made. 
I agree that we got to think positively. I agree that we've got to advocate towards the solutions. I agree that media uh, is one of the great ways we can, you know, educate the people and turn this thing around. And I agree that, um, you know, we've got a difficult uh, road ahead of us. Uh, I don't know that I'm necessarily going negative. Uh, I'm the one that basically digs up Matt Staver's comments. You know, I've been talking about that for four or five days saying third parties and all kinds of people are, are verifying there's vote fraud here. And I pray the courts get it right. I pray the courts get it right. I pray that we can really turn this around and that we can have honest elections. And I'm working towards that. But I, at the same time, I can't not express my view that, hey, we're not engaged enough for this, folks. We're not qualifying before the Lord for this. So the whole warning in the Book of Mormon and Another Testament of Jesus Christ, and I think the warning story of Sodom and Gomorrah is societies and populations and communities or whatever you want to say, when they turn their back on God, eventually there's destruction. And there's only one way to prevent it that I know of, and that is to repent and turn back to God, keep his commandments, obey his ways. And if we do that, we have absolutely every opportunity to win, to be preserved, to be safe, to have solutions. There's no doubt about it. But I don't know that we have that promise. I think if we continue doing what we're doing, we're going to get swept off the land. Well, Sam, I've said numerous times on your show, if uh, if God doesn't strike down Washington, D.C., then he owes Sodom and Gomorrah an apology. And so maybe that fits in here, too. Um, but... I don't know. All right. I, so anyway, I don't, I don't mean to preach doom and gloom, but I do mean to preach the reality that, hey, you know what? We, the people, have got to start to look at our lives. Hopefully the coronavirus is a wake-up call to do that, to start to look at our lives and look at our families and say, what do we hold dear? What do we hold precious? Where do our hearts lie? Are we willing to clean the inner vessel? Are we willing to clean our hearts? Are we willing to... To stand up and get involved and do something to make a difference? Or are we willing just to let our nation slide away? Religious freedom, religious liberty is at the center of all that discussion. And I don't know every answer, but I know this. The book of one of the Bible are replete with civilizations who don't obey God, and as a result, they get destroyed. And so my contention is, hey, I'm fearful that we're not a righteous enough people to be preserved. Are there some righteous among us? Yes, there are. Will the Lord preserve us because of that? I don't know. I know this. At the end of the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ, one of the greatest handbooks for freedom, in that book, I know there was a couple of righteous guys alive right at the end. But eventually they all got destroyed. I assume a few righteous got destroyed along the way too, right? So I don't, I don't pretend to, to uh, know all about Scripture. I know Kurt obviously knows the Bible story better than I do. Uh, but I'm fearful for our nation. Is that okay to bring up on the radio? The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. 
Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being alongside with us. Uh, we know that um, you have options and choices, and we appreciate your uh, making the choice to be with us here on Liberty Roundtable on the uh, Loving Liberty Radio Network. Uh, there's been some um, discussion about, uh, hey, where we are in America and what's, uh, you know, up next, uh, you know, what'll happen with this current situation with the election and, and, uh, you know, what'll be the, the best road to move down. And, uh, Sam feels like, uh, the best way is to awaken America to our awful situation and, uh, to say, Hey, this is where we are and, uh, nothing's going to change it. Well, hold on. People, I didn't say uh, nothing was going to change it. Well, go ahead, Sam. No, I'm not going ahead. I'm just telling you I didn't say that. I said nothing's going to change it until, and I wasn't finished saying what I was going to say. Yeah, keep going. Go ahead. That nothing's going to change it until America accepts the idea that we have to have more of the media. Uh, is that basically what you said, nope. Sam? What else? No, you, you go ahead. That? I don't want to interrupt. Go ahead. Well, I, um, okay. Yeah, you're so not paying anyway, attention to what I'm saying. What it's I've, a problem, and so you don't know. What I said was of course. that we're going to be swept off the land if we continue to violate God's commandments. That's a promise. That's a covenant on this covenant land. And if we obey God and turn to him and repent, we can be preserved. If we don't, we will not, period. Now, I've expressed that I believe the media and education is part of our solutions, part of the good guys doing the good things to educate and preserve and talk about it, and that's why I feel like I should be one of the folks to give a warning. And to give the direction, the clear direction of what it's going to take to make the changes necessary for our nation to be preserved. That's what I'm saying. Do I, Am I saying we're going to be destroyed tomorrow? I didn't say that. I just said I think Biden's going to get elected because they're pushing for it. And they've got all the control and the people aren't willing to really double down and try to prevent it. That I can see. So that's what I'm saying. Go ahead and continue. 
well, anyway, uh, in in light of those things, I will ask uh, this simple question, uh, um, and then throw out an article that I think is uh, useful here. Um, there's a quote um, by a man named Ezra Taft Benson in his book called "The Constitution: A Heavenly Banner." It's on page thirty. He says, "I have faith that the Constitution will be saved, as prophesied by Joseph Smith." But it will not be saved in Washington. It will be saved by the citizens of this nation who love and cherish freedom. It will be saved by enlightened members of this church, men and women who will subscribe to and abide the principles of the Constitution. Um, in this um, most recent you know, run-up to the election, it was amazing to me as a, I guess you could say, a seller of... Uh, make America great again, you know, caps and different things like that. It was amazing to me to see the uh, um, involvement of the people um, from the youngest to the oldest. I mean, I saw 13-year-olds or whatever that couldn't even vote um, concerned with this whole thing and, uh, you know, going all the way to uh, folks that at least needed a little help getting out of their car. Um, and uh, so I would present to you the fact that I think America is awakening. Um, and um, then I would like to give this commentary from uh, Scott Lively. He's an author with WorldNet Daily, and he says, uh, Commentary, Justice Like a Thunderbolt. Bill Barr is about to drop the hammer on vote fraud. Um, and he talks about... Um, how that if if Bill Barr had done this before the election, then uh, then they would say, well, you know, you're doing that to uh, you know uh, affect the outcome of the election, and uh, so he says that what'll happen now is that uh, Bill Barr will bring out this. Um, um, Basically, he says, if the Justice Department is to tackle the biggest politically motivated criminal conspiracy in American history, it cannot itself be tainted with the perception of political bias in the administration of justice. Of course, nothing will prevent the left from insisting that the prosecution of their fellow travelers is political. But whatever fair-minded people are left in this country will almost certainly consider Bill Barr's refusal to bring charges before the election as a pretty solid defense to that charge. He says there's also the reality of the prosecutor worldview which the public doesn't easily grasp. Um, and he goes through and talks about some different things where Rudy Giuliani uh, went after the mafia in the 80s, and etc. Then he says prosecutors also want the net to include the top crooks who are usually masters at ensuring there is minimal evidence of their involvement. Getting the goods on them takes time. In the matter of the great election theft of 2020, the conspiracy is much, much bigger than what the Durham investigation uncovered and its ultimate ob object, the theft of the presidency by voter fraud, needed to play out to fruition, which was technically November 12th, the last day in North Carolina of late vote counting of all the Democratic vote-by-mail counting extensions. Uh, he says, today the conspiratorial effort, the crime itself, is complete as to the evidence of voter fraud in all of its myriad forms. 
There is certainly evidence still uncovered, but all the actors have played their parts the crime is done, and it's just a matter of tying the case together in one package. There will be additional crimes related to the inevitable cover-up and damage control efforts to, of individual conspirators, but as of now, the waiting game is over for the Justice Department. There's another aspect of this I want to highlight, um, and that is the shock and awe strategy of Donald Trump when it comes to proving his case to the public. I first explained it in my article, President, Trump, President Trump's October Surprise Party, relating to the Biden, uh, Hunter Biden laptop scandals. And he says it works like this. First came the prediction of mother of all bombs about to fall on the enemy. And that was the Hunter Biden personal laptop. Then came the coup de grace in the forms of photos and videos, etc. Trump has set them all up again, he says, with the election fraud scandal. First, a mo mother of all bombs in the form of a vague but grand voter fraud conspiracy theory. Then a dribble of lesser pieces of evidence to lure in the spin masters. Then just in the past couple of days, the storm clouds have begun to open up. The deluge has just started. Mark my words, this author says from World Net Daily, this storm will be huge and lots of bad guys are going to be held accountable for their crimes and lies. So pop some corn, warm your feet by the fireplace, fireplace all ablaze with the burning ruins of the traitorous Fox News Corporation and snuggle in for for the lightning show of a lifetime, justice, true justice, is about to arrive like a thunderbolt. Wow. I would say Benson makes my point better than I could. And the yeah. point that you make, Sheriff, all the time, which is we're not going to save our country in Washington, D.C. And all I've heard uh, from the articles that Kurt's quoting is if we just go to D.C., if we go to the Justice Department, if we go to the Supreme Court, if we go to the... Uh, Donald Trump, if we go to a single person to save us, if we, if we, then we'll go ahead and sit back and pop the popcorn and it'll be great. Um, I wish that were so, Sheriff. Well, I also thought it uh, supported uh, our philosophy that the sheriffs are a key component of this because he said it's going to happen in the communities and in our homes, uh, our home area. And, and that's exactly what we pro propose with the sheriffs taking back America one county at a time. And and we certainly have said over and over, it's not going to happen in Washington D.C. Amen. I agree with that reality check. Let's start talking about uh, individuals doing good things, though. We'll go to what is he a FedEx worker, Kurt? Well, that's right. The headline from um, Breitbart says: "Boy surprised with new basketball hoop and two letters from FedEx driver." Even though we hear, we love to hear about high-profile celebrities doing something kind and generous for another person, it's more often the ordinary, everyday people living their lives who decide to sprinkle in a bit of kindness. Most of their stories are quietly appreciated by the recipients, but with the popularity of social media, we can get a glimpse into the kindness shown in other people's lives. Uh, Cleo Wheeler shared a story of generosity that touched her family in Ohio thanks to the watchful eye of their FedEx driver who's in the business of delivering kindness. I'm really not sure where to begin, she began. Uh, Wheeler explained that she'd gotten home and didn't even notice the brand new basketball hoop, assuming in passion, passing that it was their old one 
which she described as in really rough shape but still usable. Congressional seat has flipped from Democrat to Republican. This time in New York City, nine days after Election Day, Representative Max Rose, a Democrat, has conceded the election to Republican challenger Nicole Maliotakis. USA Radio News' Tim Berg has more on GOP wins. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is cheering gains in the House of Representatives, telling reporters that pre-election predictions were very wrong. Could not be prouder of the House Republicans and those who are joining us in the next Congress. It will be the most diverse class we have ever had. Many have already dubbed this year the year of the Republican woman, and it couldn't be truer from that statement. The California Republican continues. While the Democrats praised socialism and advocated to defund the police, our members made a commitment to America that they would restore our way of life, rebuild our economy, and renew the American dream. USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. policy forms and availability vary by state. A manhunt is underway in East Arkansas. Law enforcement in Helena say one of their own was shot and killed Thursday when he was trying to locate a suspect in an earlier shooting. The suspect is 29-year-old Latarius Howard. He was last seen in a maroon SUV. A Pennsylvania judge has ruled that some mail-in ballots belonging to first-time voters in the state who hadn't confirmed their identity before November 9th will not be counted. Commonwealth Court President Judge Mary Hannah Levitt ruled on Thursday that Pennsylvania Secretary of State Kathy Buchbar did not have the required authority when she issued a last-minute election change. The death toll rises in North Carolina from flooding caused by Ada. At least seven deaths were blamed on the weather, including three people who were caught up in floodwaters at a campground. Ada is now out to sea off the coast of the Carolinas. Thursday night football was a battle for first place in the AFC South. The Colts beat the home team Titans 34-17. You're listening to USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Well, ladies and gentlemen, every so often to bring you back from the brink of suicide, we try to bring you some uh, 
Um, well, some high, little happy little stories. And this one we found from Breitbart talking about a little boy that, um, well, he got some uh, kindness from his FedEx driver. Um, and uh, his mom was telling about the story, how it happened. And she, she came home and went right by this brand new basketball hoop that the uh, uh, FedEx driver had delivered and uh, didn't even notice uh, that it was there. Their normal hoop is uh, in really rough shape. But she says, uh, or the story says, but there was a bit of a display on her front porch that grabbed her attention right away. As I walked up on the porch, I noticed the ball and the instruction manual to the hoop. I didn't know where either came from. I came in, I sat down and started to read the two letters attached. I inst instantly started crying. Come to find out a random act of kindness had happened at our home. The note was signed by a person named Audrey or Aubrey. Next to the name was a short explanation. Just one of the FedEx drivers for the area. Wheeler realized she knew who the driver was. The individual had spoken with her previously and must have seen how often her son played with the old broken down hoop. She's come around here when Eli and his friends would be playing basketball, Wheeler wrote, or Dan and I out shooting some hoops with him. She saw Eli cutting the grass one day, told, it, told us it was awesome to start him young. Wheeler wasn't the only one who cried at the unexpected outpouring of generosity. Elijah didn't know until he came home from his dad's um, that we kept this a secret, she continued. We showed him and told him who it came from. He knew exactly who Aubrey was. He started crying instantly. He was ready to play some basketball, needless to say, LOL. What an amazing, uh, awesome, amazing thing that she did for him out of pure kindness. But the kindness didn't stop there. On the owner's manual for the new system, Audrey had, Aubrey had written, wasn't sure if you wanted sand or water in the base, so you'll need a good amount of weight, though, to keep it from falling over. The next day, the family came home to find sandbags for the base. There are very much still good people in the world, Wheeler concluded. I'm going to have Elijah write her a letter and also get her a thank you card for the next time that we see her come through. Thank you, Aubrey. You made his day. Can't wait to see you come through. I owe you a world of thanks. Good little story. What's up, Greg? Oh, yeah. So I, I agree with Epitaph Benson when he said that we cannot save Washington, D.C. And I submit to you that we cannot save America. It's too late. The day of grace for America has passed. The conflict that lies ahead cannot be resolved by peaceful means. <clears throat> Our immorality, the immorality in America is worse than it was during Sodom and Gomorrah. We have 25 to 30, 30 million illegal aliens in this country. Technically, we're being invaded. Our economy is, is in shambles, and our military is the weakest, the weakest it has been since prior to World War I. And we no longer have the capability of defeating Russia or China in a war or in a conflict. And that's, these are recipes for disaster. There's no way we can turn the tide. It's too late. It's over. So what we have to do is fight harder than we ever had before and try to educate and enlighten people, because as we do this, the Lord will help us in our efforts. But uh, this country's gone. It's over. And uh, I hate to say that, but that's the way it is. That's, that's what we're seeing is signs of what happened in, in, during the, uh, the Nephite nation and the Jaredite nation 
<clears throat> they they collapse because of secret combinations. The combinations in our government, <clears throat> the granddaddy of all combinations is communism, and they've been infiltrating our government for over 100 years, and they control it. In essence, they control it, and there's, there's nothing we can do to stop it. It's over, and I hate to be so pessimistic, but we have to be realistic that we can, we may have bet, we, we, yeah, we can probably win battles here and there, but overall we're going to lose the war. Comment. I just became the cheerful one of the group, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> by the way, in 1978, there's an article written by Ezra Tapp Benson, the one Kurt Crosby wisely pointed to, uh, and he gave a big, long 20-minute speech. You can see it if you go to churchofjesuschrist.org and search for it. But it's Ezra Tapp Benson. It's called A Witness and a Warning, 1978, and it's about a 20-minute long talk about this very topic. Yeah, I don't know so, why he titled his you know, talk but, a witness and a warning, but there you go. Um, that was in 1978, so 88, 98, 108, 1840, two years, almost 43 years ago now. And so that when he gave that warning to the saints, they didn't act upon it. They ignored it. So during the Roosevelt administration, the general authorities advised the saints not to vote for Roosevelt. And so the state voted for him four times. So they ignored the warnings of the prophets you know, back back in the 30s. The Lord's not too pleased with the saints. But anyway, there are consequences. And uh, because of the saints ignoring the general authorities, especially Benson, when he talked about we have to defend the Constitution, we have to study the Constitution, we, ha- we have to educate others, and it was totally ignored basically by the saints. So they ignored it completely. And now it's too late. We had an opportunity back in the 60s and 70s perhaps to, to turn the tide, but now it's, it's virtually impossible. But we will prevail in the end because of divine intervention in the priesthood. But overall, this country's gone. It's over. And, and so um, that's my mindset. You know, I, I just, I've been feel, I'm feeling that way for a number of years now. But, but basically, uh, you know, we have to prepare ourselves spiritually and, and temporally for what's to come. We have to enlighten as many people as possible to be prepared. And uh, and get ready for for the for the uh, Holocaust, if you if you will. You know, it's it's over. Yeah. All right, and, let's uh, let's have Sheriff Richard Mack and Kirk Cosby respond. Greg, stay there. Go ahead, Sheriff. Well, it's hard to disagree with Greg uh, if you look at everything going on. Um, I noticed. Uh, in fact, I would ask you because uh, he kind of alluded to this. Does the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints pay any attention? to the warning from Joseph Smith that our Constitution would be hanging by a thread in the latter days. Tell me anybody within our church that pays any attention to that. I would say personally that a lot of the leaders do pay attention to that. They give speeches and and really speak to morality. I don't think the issues in America oftentimes are political. Name, name Name one general authority that has addressed the destruction of the Constitution in the latter days in the last Two years, five years. Uh, I'd, I'd have to look it up. They exist yeah. without a doubt. But I yeah. would say, but I would say this though: morality uh, among the people is the core here. I don't think it's we're going to be saved in Washington D.C., and I don't think we're going to be saved in the political realm either. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. But uh, and I do want to bring attention to Judge Alito, Justice Alito on the U.S. Supreme Court. He says it. It pains me to say this, but religious liberty is fast becoming a disfavored right. He also mentions freedom of speech is threatened uh, and is becoming a second-tier constitutional right. He also said this, you can't say that marriage is a union between one man and one woman until very recently. That's what 
a vast majority of Americans thought. Now it's considered bigotry. That that goes right into what Greg is saying. Everything is going the opposite direction so fast and and so abruptly, and uh, it, it it does look like Greg said it does. But I am never going to give up. I'm never going to give up on America. I'm never going to go give up on the Constitution. And our charge, still to this day, Greg and everybody else, our charge is to be found preserving the Constitution. Even if I'm the last person on earth that's doing it, my charge is still to do that. I don't get to say it's too late. All right, there is an article. There is an article entitled, Love Your Enemies. Um that was uh, the 2020, October 17th, 2020. And it talks literally a lot about religious freedom and about loving your enemies and what we got to do. In fact, we covered this talk on the radio, right, Kurt, in detail. Yeah, I think that's right, Sam. Good point. So, and I don't know, I mean, I could find other, but that's what I could come up with in, what, literally 30 seconds or something? Well, I'll give you one. Go ahead. Oh, so Sam, I totally agree with Sheriff Mack. We have to defend the Constitution to the very end, to the very last person. I totally agree with that. So we're morally obligated to do so, and we're commanded to do so by the Lord. So, you know, we can't give up. I'll never give up. You know, I have to get more involved in things, but but um, it's, it is what it is. I just, you know, based on all the the facts and 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 uh, what's going on in America and and around the world, it's just we're overwhelmed. And um, but the, but it's comforting to know that despite the odds against us, we will prevail in the end because of uh, as I said before, divine intervention and the peace. We will win in the end despite the odds. Yeah, I agree. We'll win in the end, and that's why I always say at the end of every show, this nation shall endure. We, the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, can and will restore our grand old republic. I believe that with all my heart, and I don't believe we should stick a fork in it by any means. But I do think a witness and a warning from time to time is required, and I do think we need to take a really, a real serious uh, evaluation of our lives personally and of our family. And as I mentioned, Corona brought that up, that hopefully it'll give us pause and think about what we're spending our time and our where are our hearts set is the question. Quick pause. Thanks, Greg. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. To leave a message, press 1. To change your message, press 7. Hey, Mom, Dad, Mark here. Wow, I love college, really. I never knew living on my own could be so, uh, good for me? Uh, to change your message, press 7. So, here I am at college. It's cool. Well, of course, it's only been a week. To 
Change your message. Hey, it's me. I was just remembering that time I hit my first home run. You know, through the garage window. Thanks for not being mad. No. Hi. Boy, I miss you guys. I miss my room. I miss waking up to warm socks straight from the dryer. The warm socks? Family. Isn't it about time? Hi, it's Mark. Um, I love you guys. Uh, I'll call you later. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Humbly and gratefully, I stand before you, grateful for patriots such as you, humbled by the magnitude of the task before us. I speak to you as a fellow citizen of the United States of America, deeply concerned about the welfare of our beloved country. I am not here to tickle your ears, to entertain you. I will talk to you frankly and honestly. The message I bring is not a happy one, but it is the truth. And time is always on the side of truth. As the German philosopher Goethe said, truth must be repeated again and again, because error is constantly being preached round about. I realize that the bearer of bad news is always unpopular. As a people, we love sweetness and light, especially sweetness. Ralph Waldo Emerson said that every mind must make a choice between truth and hose. Those who will learn nothing from history are condemned to repeat it. This we are doing in the Americas today. George Washington stated, truth will ultimately prevail where there are pains taken to bring it to light. To bring the truth to light is our challenge, this day and every day. I agree with that completely. That's a talk Ezra Taft Benson gave um, back in the 70s called America on Path to Destruction. And I pray we can turn it around with all my heart, ladies and gentlemen. And um, obviously, I, I'm not going about it the right way, but I'm doing the best that I can. Kurt, you're up, sir. Now, the, sh the good sheriff mentioned that the... Uh, um that he hadn't remembered anything uh, by any of our leaders talking about constitution yeah. recently. And, and the talk that you brought up, Sam, by uh, Dallin H. Oaks, uh, who is the uh, first counselor in the first presidency and the uh, um, president of the Quorum of the Twelve, not the acting president, but the president, uh, which means that he would be the leader of the church in case the uh, uh, current prophet dies um, you know and he is still alive but he in his talk called love your enemies that you referenced he says two yale university scholars re recently reminded us for all its flaws the united states is uniquely equipped to unite a diverse and divided society its citizens don't have to choose between a national identity and multiculturalism americans can have both but the key is constitutional patriotism. We have to remain united by and through the Constitution regardless of our ideological disagreements. Many years ago, a British 
foreign secretary gave this great counsel in a debate in the House of Commons. We have no eternal allies and we have no perpetual enemies. Our interests are eternal and perpetual, and these interests it is our duty to follow. This is a good secular reason for following eternal and perpetual interests in political matters. In addition, the doctrine of the Lord's Church teaches us in other eternal interests to guide us. The teachings of our Savior, who inspired the Constitution of the United States and the basic laws of many of our countries, loyalty to established law instead of temporary allies is the best way to love our adversaries and our enemies as we seek unity and diversity. Anyway, uh, to me, that that is a mention pretty recently about the Constitution, Sheriff. Um, then you have uh, how long the ago uh, was it? quote Go ahead, that was Sheriff? this cut off. October. I just want to know how long ago it was. Yeah, 2020, sir. Last month. Okay, last month? Yes, okay. sir. Yeah. And also, uh, he, what I was really referring to is our duty as members of the church to preserve the Constitution. Saying constitutional patriotism, I love hearing that, really didn't have much to do with uniting us and getting behind the preservation of the Constitution and yeah, anyway, I think 50-50 on that. Yeah, and, and the point is the the rank-and-file individuals in America and the people, a lot of the people aren't really focusing on the principles that save. And my efforts were intended to turn people to that, to say, hey, you and know I, what, whether I, we win this election or not, whether Trump wins or Biden wins, hey, Biden's probably going to win. They've got secret combinations a, a, against us. What we need to do is wake up and pull those secret combinations and pull that power down. What we need to do is turn to our God and pray for guidance and get up and do something about it. Uh, those are the efforts that I'm trying to um, articulate. Uh, obviously, I'm not articulating it well enough um, because even our own ranks are now at odds, right? So uh, obviously, I'm doing a poor job at that. But nevertheless, I, I think that's the key. That's the poignant responsibility we all have, not every one of us. Kurt, but there's groups of people meeting. You know, they're loud. They're powerful. What are they doing? Well, yeah, there's one more thing before that, Sam. This one is uh, by um, M. Russell Ballard, who is the acting president of the Quorum of the Twelve, so it's pretty high leadership. And he said this um, in his talk last month, Sheriff. He says, uh, I spent several days last year in the northeastern part of the United States visiting American and church history sites attending meetings with our missionaries and our members and visiting government and business leaders. On Sunday, October 20th, I spoke to a large gathering near Boston, Massachusetts. As I was speaking, I was prompted to say, quote, I plead with you to pray for this country, for our leaders, for our people, and for the families that live in this great nation founded by God. I also said that America and many of the nations of the earth, as in times past, are at another critical crossroads and need our prayers. My plea was not in my prepared remarks. Those words came to me as I felt the Spirit prompt me to invite those present to pray for their country and their leaders. He says, Today I expand my call for prayer to all people from every country around the world. No matter how you pray or to whom you pray, please exercise your faith, whatever your faith may be, and pray for your country and for your national leaders. Um, and anyway, that's that to me is some pretty good stuff. Now, now to the story Sam uh, was wanting to go to there. It says, uh, the headline reads, uh, from Breitbart, loud majority rallies power up as Trump contests 
election races, we must be driven and motivated, not depressed. Um, I guess that kind of goes to one of the points that I would like to make. And, and uh, you know, everybody has their own ways of trying to get this thing done, getting honesty or whatever uh, brought to bear in America and the world. And, you know, I feel like... Uh, like this headline says, um, we must be driven and motivated, not depressed, is a pretty good way of saying the way I feel like it's important. The next one uh, from uh, WorldNet Daily says, hundreds of thousands of ballots are going to have to be discarded, attorney Sidney Powell says. There's tons of evidence. Sidney Powell, who exposed the Obama administration's framing of Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, after becoming his attorney, says there's tons of evidence that hundreds of thousands of ballots are going to have to be discarded, which could affect the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. We have evidence of the same number of ballots or same number of votes being injected into the Wisconsin system and into the Michigan system three different times. Um, and she says, I think there were two different injections of exactly the same numbers in Michigan. And then in, in Milwaukee, it happened three times. Um, so anyway, that to me is a pretty good, uh, you know, story and a good lady working at it. Uh, now, she's been doing it in the face of all odds, I think, like she's been dealing with the Michael Flynn thing and et cetera. And then the next story says lawsuit out-of-state vehicles brought tens of thousands of unsealed ballots to Michigan, all for Dems. That's a major new allegation of voter fraud has been raised in Michigan, uh, where a lawsuit filed by the Great Lakes Justice Center, never heard of them, but I'm glad they're working on it, on behalf of two poll challengers, says multiple levels of improper conduct took place on orders from election officials. Um, there's a lot more detail. The next uh, story, though, goes uh, USPS vote fraud whistleblower. I did not recant my testimony. Project Veritas releases audio of federal agent coercing postal worker. Um, these are just different people uh, working at this problem and uh, trying to do their best and trying to bring info to you. WorldNet Daily's got that piece. Another one from WorldNet Daily says, McEnany, colon, campaign has 240 pages of affidavits proving fraud. The president wants justice. The next one from WorldNet Daily says Michigan AG threatens journalists exposing vote fraud. Cease and desist letters, letter orders erasure of evidence leaked by poll watchers. There's a lot of stuff going on here, but there's a few more articles here. I'll try to get these headlines into you and maybe share if you can respond. Poll worker confirms she saw blatant voter fraud. Balance be, seen being opened, marked, put in other envelopes at Biden ban. Uh, that's for WorldNet Daily. WorldNet Daily Associated Press bans using the term crazy. More virtue signaling after capitalizing black but not white. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem schools, schools Stephanopoulos when he claims no evidence of fraud. Um, and uh, a lot of detail on that one. Um, yeah, that one's one we got to preserve uh, and talk more about, too. Kristi Noem, Sheriff Mack loves Kristi. Sheriff? Yeah, I do. I think she's uh, really on the top of my list for 2024. But uh, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if after what we said, though, 
we're not going to restore it in Washington, D.C. Does it really matter? And this is, uh, again, Ernie uh, said this. Uh, he doesn't care who wins because it never makes any difference in Washington. It matters what we do out here in our counties and, and states. But Washington, D.C. is a complete write-off, and maybe that's where Greg is really headed with all his stuff that he was said. Uh, that I, and, I, and I do believe this. And I think that Trump only being in there four years, which way it looks now, is another indication. Somebody comes in and does what he says and does some, a lot of good for economy and for minorities. And uh, he's, of course, labeled as a racist and horrible, evil man, and, and we got to get rid of him. And they'll do lie, cheat, steal, or murder uh, to, to make that happen. So, yeah, the possibility of restoring liberty in Washington, D.C., uh, I think that they're a bunch of waste of time. Do I still want good people there? Yeah, I guess, but I'm never going to donate to another campaign in Washington. I'm not going to waste my time there. I will get, donate money to uh, good candidates for sheriff, like I did here in Maricopa County and, and other places across the country. But usually the smaller counties are the ones that we're really having good success with. So um, I, I praise the good Lord for the good sheriffs that got elected this time. Uh, uh, most of our good constitutional sheriffs stayed in. Even some of them, like Mark Lamb, were unopposed. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's been going really well for the constitutional sheriff movement. And I will say this. We've been doing our best to see Trump successful as well. We've been doing our best to preach that this nation is the greatest country on the face of the earth. We've been doing our best to preach where the solutions really are and to teach and educate We've been doing our best to tell people, you know what, we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. We believe that firmly. I agree Washington, D.C. is not the place to save the country. I believe it's the morality of the people. It's about our relationship with God, our relationship with family, and our relationship with country. And I believe it's about protecting life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, also known as property in many cases. I believe those are where the answers are. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't know the best way to fix America. We're all doing our very best to reach out and try. And even in the Patriot ranks, sadly, we can't agree. I'll say this, though. God save the Republic.